Thanks. Um, I appreciate the chance to talk to everybody. Um, and, you know, first of all, we share all of NILC's concerns. Emily has done, as always, an outstanding job of kind of laying out the basics of the system. So I, I'm going to put a little bit of a face on this issue, and uh, and then I'm going to talk a little bit how, about how it's not just errors, but it's also a major privacy concern. And then Emily will, or then uh, Lily will build on that. So I, I like to talk about a real-world example of an, actually a NILC client named Jessica St. Pierre. Um, Jessica was was essentially fired because her information was wrong and he verified. She was a U.S. citizen, um, got a new job, and they, they let her know due to, or they let her go due to an error and he verify. Um, she attempted to fix that error. She went to the, physically went to the Social Security Administration. They said, oh no, you're right in our system. She called the hotline. They said, no, no, your, your information is correct. Um, you know, she went back to the employer. They, they wouldn't rehire her. Um, ultimately, she ended up taking a, a different job with a different company at a lower pay in order, just in order to sort of get away from the E-Verify system. What turned out what had happened in that case is her name was Jessica St. Pierre, so S-T period Pierre. And apparently the employer, every time they were putting her name in the system, was putting two spaces after the period in St. And so she was just routinely not being cleared because of this error. And, and that sort of gives you a flavor of the Kafkaesque nightmare that you could end up in as you try to sort this out. And now imagine that you're, a, you know, a low-skilled worker or, you know, you're not, you know, English is not your first language. I mean, these, these, these can be really difficult situations. So, and, and we've seen, as Emily said, that, you know, while employers are supposed to notify people that, you know, they have the right to, to appeal, you know, that's frequently not happening. A survey of 176 immigrant workers in Arizona, which is a state where E-Verify is mandated, found that 33% were fired immediately after receiving a tentative denial on the system and were never given a chance to correct the error. So, and, and you know, and this, these errors are not distributed evenly throughout the system. They tend to hit more heavily on people who've changed their names, obviously frequently women. Um, we have, you know, they are much, you know, much greater in non, in naturalized citizens who may, you know, have come over from the DHS system and may not have correctly been updated in the SSA system. They come, you know, much more so with folks that don't have sort of, you know, westernized names. And so, you know, all folks that have hyphenated names, so, you know, these errors tend to cluster in such a way that, you know, there's a re we believe there's a real danger, and it's a danger that the GAO has identified as saying that you're likely to see more errors in minority populations, and we worry that that high error rate is going to lead to discrimination. I mean, if an employer feels like they're going to have an e-verify problem, if they try to hire somebody, um, they may, you know, shy away from people that they think are going to have a problem with the system. Even if they don't think they're being discriminatory, they simply think that there's, you know, they just, you know, they don't want to deal with e-verify. I mean, that's obviously a huge possibility for discrimination. And then, of course, there's the possibility of, of direct discrimination. I mean, we've seen government systems in the past. The SAVE database is a great example of this, how they tried to use the SAVE database to purge the voter rolls in Florida. We worry that, 
you know, this database could be used as a proxy for lawful presence, even though we know that, you know, simply being work authorized is not the same thing as being lawfully present, and we worry that the system could be expanded in that way. So those are non-privacy related problems. But let me kind of talk for a minute, and Lily will talk more, about some of the privacy issues that we see. Um, you know, the first is, is, is really a very obvious one. These are big government databases that have tons of personal information about all of us. It's not clear how secure they are. We've already seen data breaches arise out of E-Verify, and you worry just that an enormous amount of personal information could be compromised if a hacker is able to hack into the E-Verify system. So that's a, a big privacy problem. And uh, perhaps even a larger problem, however, is that as E-Verify has expanded, it's changed in sort of the type of system it is. I mean, it started as a system for verifying documents. So I showed up, I had a social security number, and I, or a social security card, say I had a passport, E-Verify could say, yes, the, the, the holder of that information, that's a law, that, that person has a lawful social security number, they're work authorized, it's a lawful passport. What they've started to do, however, is add photographs to that system. So now all the, all the passport photos are in the system, all of the you know, green card photos and other information from DHS is in the system. And we believe that the system is gradually changing from a system for identifying documents to a system for identifying people. And so, you know, the, the fear is that this will essentially become, if you started to put the driver's license photos in, a national identification system. So, you know, where essentially you could have a cardless national ID where if I am, you know, it, we begin with employ with employment, but you know, as we've seen with systems like the social security number itself, they rarely stay just as, you know, social security used for a retirement benefit. They spread these identity systems and they start getting used for other purposes. So I think it's it's not a stretch at all to imagine ten years from now, if the e verify system is rolled out completely and you know, there's photos of everyone in there that people like the Maricopa County Sheriff's Office may be armed with an E-Verify app where they can literally walk up to someone on the street and say, you know, I need your Social Security number to check if you're all right in E-Verify. And, you know, that would require legal changes right now. I mean, the, the system right now is not authorized to do that. But we don't think it's a stretch to think that if you built a database like this, it would be turned on folks. And, you know, stopping people on the street is just the start. I mean, you could easily see this, for example, being used in the rental market, right? You know, uh, landlords might want to run people through E-Verify to see if they've got, you know, if they're lawfully present or just verify their identity. And then all those problems we were talking about, the errors would spread from employment to all these other parts of life. And worse, you'd give the government an, Im an immense amount of power, right? You'd be able to have this system, and you'd really have to be right with the E-Verify system in order to, you know, do all these things that we used to take as, you know, sort of ordinary guaranteed rights as an American, as a person living in America. So... You know, all of this is to say that we believe that E-Verify, if it becomes mandatory, has an enormous possibility of mission creep 
and we think that because it's a system that essentially relies on the government being 100% accurate, imagine that, this is a system that relies on the government being 100% accurate in order to assure that everybody can work. We think it raises a lot of issues. While it has expanded over the years, it's not nearly, not nearly expanded to the whole U.S. workforce or anywhere near the whole U.S. workforce. So imagine as the system gets bigger and bigger, what other errors and problems will be introduced. So that, that's a lot of, of sort of talking from my end, and I, I hope it gives you a little bit of a sense of some of the privacy problems and some of the, the other problems that the ACLU sees. Thank you.